And welcome to the Men Up Podcast. I'm Christian Shabu. Will Van Dyke. And today, folks, we have a very special guest. Every guest we have here on the Men Up Podcast is very special to us. Uh, but this gentleman in particular is just a person of many talents, many trades. We are bringing on to the podcast here today, Steve Ortiz Lucen. Steve is a creative entrepreneur who runs uh, and influences multiple creative brands and organizations. His company, Hallucinated Studios, focuses on branding, marketing, and live streaming for nightlife brands. And get this, y'all, he founded a nonprofit called Support Creativity, where they are dedicated to providing scholarships and resources to passionate creatives going to college and grad school. Steve, doing some incredible work. Welcome to the Men Up podcast. We are so grateful to have you here today. Yes, and I'm so excited for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Steve, before we get started, I, I got to ask you about, there's a mural behind you. The people listening here can't see the mural. Y'all, it is super dope. Steve, you got to tell us about this mural and what's going on here and what this project is all about. Absolutely. So this this mural behind me is actually a community mural. Uh, we put it together as a community during the annual art show that we have with, as Support Creativity. At this art show is where we award the scholarships for the passionate creatives going to college and grad school. Um, but this particular mural was put together by this group called the Art Rising. They designed it, they put it together, but then they invited everybody at the event to go ahead and color it in. And other, other you know, the community uh, also added elements to it. And so it ended up being a wonderful piece that we can now display, hopefully at our future uh, Support Creativity headquarters. Um, I'm super excited about Support Creativity because although we've been awarding scholarships since 2013, um, we just became an official nonprofit 501c3 organization. Uh, literally a few weeks ago. Can you get into the the mechanics a little bit of it, Steve, here? Because right before the top of the podcast here, we were talking a little bit about this and you were talking about how you're turning this or the goal is to turn this mural into an NFT and how that would all work. It's really incredible. The mural behind me is animating. Um, right now, uh, the, the greens are getting knocked out via Zoom. And in the greens, there are there's an animation going on. So it looks like an NFT. So what we would like to do is to convert this into an NFT, sell it for the price of a full ride scholarship so that we can award that scholarship to a student and they don't have to worry about money. All they, can, all they need to focus about is getting their creative education on. What would be awesome is that whenever that mural gets flipped, you know, sold again, it would become the NFT that continues to raise money for yet another scholarship. So it would be the community mural that we all came together to create and it's the art that keeps giving back because it would just award scholarships um, forever and ever. You've been sharing a little bit about your work. Two themes that have become really clear here is really giving back to your community and specifically mentorship. Why yeah. do those things matter to you? Wow, that's a great question. And, and, and they do really mean a lot to me. I mean, reason, reason I started this organization is because I was mentoring a high school student uh, going through the college process. So, you know, filling out the applications, uh, you know, going on college tours with him. And we came across the financial aid part of it. And that's when we both, him and I found out that he was undocumented. Um, huge roadblock. Um, in fact, it 
crumbled both of us. I remember, you know, crying with him because we couldn't find the resources for him specifically. He was my best animation student. Um, I was teaching intro to animation in at the summer program that he was in, um, but he was not a straight A student, right? So it was like a B, C student, but had the passion, wanted to go to college and learn more animation, learn about it, you know, and, and make that part of his career. But because he was undocumented, he couldn't apply for financial aid. Therefore, he couldn't get into the colleges that he wanted to. And it was just it just like I said, it just broke my heart. Um, fast forward, you know, he was able to, to to get a scholarship from his high school and go to community college. It still took him a while to fully graduate with his associates. Um, I think and honestly, he doesn't even have his bachelor's just quite yet. It's been a struggle. Um, you know, not having your papers is a huge roadblock. And fast forward a few years after that, I established my business. And that's when I was like, you know what, in a year, let me save a hundred bucks a month. In a year, I'll have a thousand dollars, at least to help somebody like, like my mentee. And, and yes, yeah, since, since 2013, we've awarded over $40,000 in scholarships off of the strength of my friends, family, coworkers, um, and underground, like I mentioned, it was, you know, we, we, it's, it's all just my community helping out, you know, not, not really caring about the tax deductible part of it all. Right. It's just like, Hey, Steve is helping out the community. Let's help him help us. The technicality sucks. He's, he's been in this, he's been in New York since he was eight months old. So to, 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 to be born, to be pretty much raised in New York city and, and, and be instilled in your, in your mindset to, you know, go to school, get your education, get a good career. He was just following the, the steps, you know, that were, that were all given. And it was, uh, he needed to overcome that. And it was just absolutely heartbreaking to see that. And I did not want others to feel that. I feel like us as a society should pass down our knowledge. Um, I feel that education should be free. And this is my way my my yeah this is my way of putting in that effort so that one could have free creative education so what you've learned from your own mentorship uh how are you getting others involved in your organization to either provide additional mentorship to some of these students or you know is it still just sort of a small shop with yourself or, or how's that sort of flourished now that you've sort of a, you know made yourself official and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, we just made ourselves official not too long ago. So um, we, I, I would say that we're still small shop. Um, the, the, the board of directors that I put together, we serve as mentors to, to some of the students. Um, my colleagues who I've brought with me along this ride, um, they serve as mentors to, to these students. Um, it's not something official just quite yet. However, this is one of the pillars that we're trying to uh, rectify right and and establish a, an official mentorship program you know with structure and guidelines and and be able to follow through with the students so if anybody out there in, in podcast land you know wants to help me uh, create a, a really cool mentorship program that can help uh, these creative students achieve what they're trying to achieve please reach out and I'm, I'm, I will welcome that and and uh, we could build something beautiful together.
I think you got a couple people right here, Steve, that are ready, willing, and able to help you build out a mentorship program. Awesome, um, man. Thank yeah. you. Really appreciate that. You are somebody that is both managing, you know, what seems like several businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Some for profit, some not for profit, right? So mm -hmm. my question for you is, is why take all that on? Like why, you know, some people would just settle for, all right, I've got one business here. I'm an entrepreneur. I've got this for profit. This is all I'm doing, right? But like the fact that you're doing mm -hmm. a nonprofit, the fact that you've got multiple things that you're working on. One, how do you manage that? But two, why take it on? How, how deep do you want to get here? I mean, I mean, listen, we could, we could go we're, deep. We're a podcast. We, we got all awesome. the time in the world. Okay. So my dad passed away when I was 17. Um, so I was a senior in high school. And I remember the next day was picture day. The, the, that same day, you know, was the, the health topic. I was in health class. The topic of the day was death and grievances. And I raised my hand and said, hey, my dad just passed away. Reason why I bring this up is because that was a huge defining moment in my life. Um, I felt that I needed to get focused and do all the things that I should do, which is, you know, continue getting an education, you know, go and get my master's, you know, do, do, do the things that I want to do. And it stemmed because my dad, I remember one time I asked him, Hey dad, you know, Hey Papi, what do you, what do you want me to be when I grew up? And I remember him saying, you know, you can be a, a payaso, which is a clown. You could be a clown for all I care. As long as you're the best clown out there, and you're loving doing that, then that's cool. So, you know, I took that to heart. I took that to heart. And, you know, I, I live by the words, do what you love, love what you do, do something crazy. And, and, and that's what I did. You know, I, I graduated high school. I went to college at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, um, went and got my master's at Parsons New School for Design, um, ended up, uh, uh, establishing my business a couple years after that and so that's all, all, all of that is what pushed me to yeah do 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 what I love and at the end of the day it's following my heart if my heart and and following my heart has not failed me since right when I followed my heart and I went ahead and designed party flyers you know, for, for, for a living, you know, that helped me push on forward. That helped me uh, get to the next level and learn how to do logo design, learn how to do websites, learn how to do uh, 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 VR production. You know, um, when I was mentoring my mentee, you know, following my heart, Hey, I want to help. I need to help. You know, it was, it was, it was an urge. It was uh, something, something here. I don't know, like right here in my, in my, in my, in my heart that I needed to do something. I wanted to help. I couldn't find the help. So I felt like I needed to man up and do it myself. And, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it stemmed from, from that very, that, that, that defining moment when my, when my dad passed away and it's kind of just uh, that fire in me or maybe him in me, right. Just kind of trying to make him proud trying to make my family proud, my, my community proud. I see comfort in having people around and us doing work together and us inspiring each other. That's following your heart. I guess I'll be the first to say that you're in uh, a shared company, uh, both uh, Christian and I, I think we've shared on this podcast, so it's not news, both lost fathers. Very, you know, mine was 
I don't even know my dad. Uh, I was two and, and she was a little older and that, you know, at least for me resonated, uh, just sort of you having that realization. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of having, being able to have that moment with your father before he passed and, and sort of realizing a vision that, that you, you could sort of, you know, take his words and use that as inspiration and those sort of things, um, is, is incredible. Um, and, and thank you for sharing that. You uh, pour your identity into the creativity of all the works that you make and all the jobs that you do. Can you talk a little bit about the, I guess, that connection point? Because I think, and I guess I speak from personal experience, not everything that I do professionally is I would associate so closely to my own identity. Mm. Like there's a separation between what I do and what my identity is sometimes. And you seem to have a really strong connection between those two things. And I don't know if you've explored that at all, but I guess that's where my question is coming from. I think all of that is about self-awareness. And I, I remember when 2016, 2017, I was, had a very comfortable job um, because at some point in my career, my main client ended up hiring me full time to animate comic books. So I was like, cool, I, I get to be part of a team. I always wanted to be part of a team. I want to learn from others. You know, the, the hustling, I can put that on pause for a little bit. Um, two, three years in, I'm like, you know what? I want to go back to, 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 to building the things that I was started to build, aka hallucinate and support creativity. And I seeked help um, from a colleague of mine. I give a huge shout out to Louis Tapia. And he, he came into my life. Um, he is one of my fraternity brothers, but he came in at that moment as a life coach. And he started to draw out the different parts of me and how that can be played in my life. One of the things was to, to do a, a personal vision exercise and understanding that in my personal vision, I want to help my community through creativity and, 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 and holding that close to me. That's why, I'm, that's why I said that in all the things that I do, as long as I'm doing that, as long as I'm uplifting my community through creativity, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm in the right direction because that's what I, Steve Ortiz Lucen, wants to do and wants to bring to this world. I'll do a shameless plug here. Yeah, please. You go to stevelucen.com slash personal vision. Um, I offer, I adapted a, that personal vision exercise, made it my own. You could download the PDF. Um, it's an intense uh, exercise, but everybody that does it loves it. You know, it, it, it's really striking to me that as you've been talking about your story and understanding yourself and how you show up in your work and who you want to be, right? You've identified two men in your life, right? You've identified your father, right? Really helping you to see uh, a vision for yourself and also Lewis, right? At a time that was at a crossroads, like see a vision for yourself. And I just think that's really powerful, right? And like, to your point of having mentors, being a mentor, right? Like, it's really powerful to see that through line. Um, I'd love to pivot a little bit here. We're still talking about identity, which is you're here on the Men Up podcast, right? We talk about manhood and masculinity and how uh, we need to, or we should redefine those ideas so that mm -hmm. all of us can thrive. 
And so my first question, Steve, is why did you say yes to joining the podcast here, coming on and, and having this conversation? Well, first of all, um, whatever Lamar Womble invites me to do, I'm, I'm going to do. He is a awesome individual who, I, who I've met through the support creativity community. Um, and I feel like him and I just have overlapping values. So I'm like, hey, you want me to be part of this? I'm in, man. Let's do it. You know, and, and the same way I know that he is part of my support creativity community. You know, he is a guardian of creativity. And, uh, you know, that I think just off of that, it's a relationship. Right. And I think a lot of business, a lot of uh, uh, yeah, business happens with the relationships that you have with other people. Um, and so and plus the topic right, uh, about masculinity. Um, I was telling you guys before the show started that it's a topic that should be shared more. Um, me personally, I was a little nervous about it too, because it's something that's not addressed in my immediate circle so much, right? And so it's a topic, because it's a topic that I'm familiar with, but not too familiar with and speaking public with, right? It, 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 it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but I know and understand that when you step out of your comfort zone, that's where the growth happens. And so I'm here for growth. So what are some of those cultural ideas of manhood and masculinity, mm -hmm. right? Or what it means to mm -hmm. be a man that, that you see showing up in your daily life, whether that's professionally, personally, like what are some of those ideas and and where are some areas for growth, right? Or, or where changes really need to be made? When manhood and masculinity comes to mind, right? I, 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 I think of it more as the old school mentality of being macho um, in, in the Latin culture is machismo, right? And that means, you know, quote unquote, manning up. And, and to, to me, what I, what I grew up with is having the mentality of having an overpowering trait, right? Like a really, really strong trait and, and really putting emotions to the side. Um, coming of age, I realized that me personally, I was more on the sensitive side. I cry for every Disney movie. And I'm very proud of that. Now, why am I proud of that is because I know and understand that that makes me in tune with myself. It makes me, it, I, I allow myself to feel. And I know me, I, I want to be able to feel as much as possible in this life, right? We don't have just the five senses. We have way more than that. And I'm, I'm down to feel it all and experience it all, right? I, I, I want to, yeah, I just want to experience it all. And I think the more progressive way to think about masculinity is, is being, being human. And I guess that's not to say that femininity is not like that, right? I guess, I guess I'm trying to merge the two as, as just feeling as much as you can, being in tune with it. And not letting that voice in your head uh, 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 stop you from feeling. Steve, I, I'm hearing an openness there, right? You're talking about whether that's an openness to 
all of your senses, right? Or, or an openness to a multitude and a complexity of emotion. You know, post-COVID here, we're in a moment where there's really challenging and complex times for folks, but there's also a real opportunity, right? And that's actually what we're hmm. focused on in this season, right? Which is that there is an urgency to now in having these conversations, in shifting our ideas of identity of manhood and masculinity. So, so from your perspective, why is now the right time to be having these conversations and to be making these shifts? Now is a great time because we are going through a transition, hopefully of coming out of COVID, right? And in any transition period, there's opportunity for reflection. There's opportunity for that growth. There's opportunity to come together and, and, and make things better. Um, and, and I do hope that with your podcast and, you know, us having this conversation that it does open up more conversations. Um, and I do see it, which is great. You know, I do, I do see some of it, you know, in, in my colleagues where they, uh, uh you know, would, would host a workshop or host a circle and you know, kind of like bring it together and, and more and more of it is, is popping up. I think, thank God, you know, due, due to the internet. Right, that we're able to sort of see what's going on in, in other places, um, in other circles. So yeah, ain't, ain't no better time than now, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I learned that at a very early age. Do you find yourself still modeling the behavior that you expect of men in your experiences, rather than uh, creating an open space for them to share their feelings or share their emotions or share those sort of things in, in just your everyday, because I think one of the, the challenges for me certainly is the transition of modeling the, the ways in which I do versus spotting something that needs to be addressed, maybe stopping what I'm doing, creating a space to say like, whoa, okay, hold on, let's pull back, let's engage this instead. Because I think that that, that second part, that, that, that stopping, that waiting, that like engaging is the part that didn't exist maybe when we were all growing up. It was more the modeling. It was like, who are your role models? Who are your, and role modeling, you know, in Chuck, in Charles Barkley's classic, I'm not a role model commercial, right? You, you, there was, that was probably more the traditional way. So long-winded question, I guess, or long-winded, you know, comment to sort of get you into sort of like, what do you find yourself doing now? certainly as a mentor. I absolutely love that question. And I think that's part of, where I still need to grow, right? Because honestly, I may see an act that is not right. And I still don't have the courage to address it. And, and me saying that kind of sucks as a leadership, as a leader and mentor position, right? As a, as a community leader. But I'm also just being honest, right? Like it's it's tough yeah. to to put somebody else in their place, um, and or or like you said, open up and say, hey, you know why why is this happening? That's that's a that's a skill that I still need to develop, and it is a skill because that is teaching, that's being open, that is uh, bringing people in, making sure they're comfortable, and and having them draw out what they did. That's that's a whole skill, you know, um, and and I try and do it. I try right um, with every board of directors meeting that I have with every meeting I have with my team. You know, I still try and lead with empathy. You know, I, I do take pride in that, that I lead from from the heart. And and I hope that 
everybody who I interact with, you know, sees that and, and, and takes that away. But um, yeah, trying to address it is that's tough. It's tough. It's hard. How do you, how do you do it? How do you get over it? How do you, how do you tell me the answer? <laughs> yeah. I will only speak from personal experience and, and, and really it's, it's, it's quite recent is I got back into coaching youth sports and starting there. Uh, and, and so I really just break, I break practice. I break whatever it is, or I step, I let the kids do what they're doing. And I then go and address like some kid who's, you know, throwing the basketball against the, another kid or, or whatever. And I'm, I just try to focus on what is happening there, but in a way that is not like, get yourself back in the game or whatever. Like there's no anger and emotion. It's like, Hey man, what are we, what's happening over here? What is going on? Do we need to take a second to step away and out of the situation? So I'm practicing with youth. Like I haven't acquired all that skill yet on and addressing that with adults. And, 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 you know, I try a little bit because I run teams and, and meetings and, and stuff like that in my professional life. And so I try to address it, but I'm still not there. Thanks for sharing that because then that, that made me realize that I practice it every day by being the stay at home father that I am now. So I have, I have a, a one and a half year old um, and I made, or, you know, we made the family decision to my wife to go back to work in person and that I would be the, the, the stay at home dad taking care of, of Aria. And, and I, I feel absolutely grateful and blessed that I'm able to do that because I designed my businesses and organizations to kind of just run on, their, uh, on themselves, or at least that's the goal is to really get it so that they, they really don't need me, right? Build all the systems and processes so that they can go without me. And so, you know, being with my daughter every day, you know, 6.30 a.m. To, to 7 p.m., because after seven is when I would really get in front of the computer and, and try and make some decisions or make some moves. But the, every, every day, yeah, she's teaching me like how to this whole other side of, of, of manhood. It's like, yo, I have this little woman to take care of, to try and understand and, and not right. explode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's it's, it's yeah. so hard, especially, especially when they cry it's it's frustrating and i express it to my wife and and i you know i give her so much credit cuz she does such a great job in being that sort of teacher mentor you know to to our daughter i see her speaking to her in a way where it's very like teaching and and nurturing and and i admire it right and and like i said i'm i'm still in that growth stage where I'm trying to absorb it and, and kind of reflect it. Uh, I, I don't say the right things all the time, but uh, the, the, the point is to make the next time, you know, better and, and be more conscious next time of, of words, actions, um, just everything. Cause there she's, she's at a, at a stage where she's a sponge. Oh, yeah. She'll just absorb everything around you, uh, every, everything around her. I don't give parental advice very often now. I've, I've got two, I've got a 10, almost 10 year old and a seven year old um, just because they're so different from kid to kid. Um, but uh, the, 
my reflection of parenthood right now is that I, the one skill that I did not learn early enough in my parenting that I'm now reflective on and working diligently on is patience, Mm. extra patient, extra beat, wait an extra thing, which is the one of the most transferable skills to adulthood, to dealing with adults, to dealing with, you know, engagement, uh, you know, with emotions and those sort of things with, with grownups too is, and particularly men who, you know, or, or is patience. And, and that is one thing that I'm finding myself having to go backwards and learn. And when, and that just triggered that memory of like, when my kids were one and a half, two years old, that short fuse that is like so common in men. And so now I'm trying to go recenter myself on patience and trying to recenter myself in that moment where you're seem like, it sounds like you're at a little bit where mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're having to practice that regularly or, or whatever, that that's the one skill that I wish I, you know, had sort of acquired <laughs> early in the parenthood <laughs> journey. What I'm sure. hearing from, from both of you, right. Is that being in the space of being able to acknowledge hey, I have grown, I have evolved from these ideas of the person I want to be, the man I want to be, what society has told me I should be, right? There's there's an acknowledgement of like, this is how I've grown, but there's also being in a space of like, and I still need to grow in these ways, right? Or I am always going to mm-hmm. be growing, right? So it's a, it's a constant evolution. It's not like you get to a final spot and you are fully actualized, fully evolved. It is you're going to continue to do this work the rest of your life. And I know for me, Steve, you asked the question of like, how do you do it? Right. That the work I find myself doing a lot is letting go of, I need to lead everything, or I need to have the answers to everything. Like that is work mm. that there, there are moments where I do that really well. Like I think I've, I've evolved professionally. There are moments <clears throat> personally where like that, I still have a lot of work to do there. I still have a lot of work of like letting go of things in the moment or letting go of, Hey, I have the answer. I have the solution here. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's some of the work too. Yeah. I'd say for that is uh, trying to empower others to find the answer. Right. And, 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 and creating that platform where they can, they can do that. And, and that way you transfer some of that knowledge, that leadership to, to them. Well, you've already done a great job of this, Steve, of turning the microphone around and asking questions of us, but we've been very intentional this season as we've evolved about creating space for our guests to ask any questions here. If you can, I guess, reflect on the past 30 something episodes that you've done about this, what's something that has stuck out in terms of manhood and masculinity? Something that's, or or maybe something that has impacted the way you think about manhood and masculinity? There's a level of apprehension in a lot of the conversations. I think you shared that sort of, uh, you know, that, that, that degree. And, and frankly, every interview that I do, I, I still have that sort of level of apprehension of where does the conversation go? Where does it end up? Where does, you know, where does it lead to? But what the, the sort of extension of the apprehension is that, creating this conversation just the just the sheer sitting down and and letting the the conversation lead where it's going to lead has been uh has been extremely positive and we've gotten some amazing feedback out of just the the again just the framework 
of 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 the of the conversation itself alleviating some of that apprehension and like just being like oh wait we can have a conversation about all of this without it you know sort of you know getting you know sour or getting going in in all these kind of different directions and it's been uh it's it's been really positive in that way so that's some of my take you know takeaways is that there's still a, a almost a consistent level of apprehension every single time we even broach the subject but once it kicks off and gets into it it becomes a really powerful and positive sort of experience i started men up seven years ago with our co-founder george black and so over time have like been able to do workshops be in these conversations a, a little bit more than than the three other hosts that have been on this podcast right and not to say that there's a level of expertise there like by any stretch of the imagination right but but i have been really pleasantly surprised that every time either we have a guest or the conversations that we get in as a team like there is always something at the end of the episode that like it sparks something for me like oh here's a change i need to make or here's here's a way i need to shift a little bit or here's an action i need to take like without fail every episode like that has been the case and and that's really powerful and i i think that the other thing too is uh just how much uh, this, this podcast is given to me, right? Like it, it was, you know, this came out of a desire of, I wanted to connect with three guys in my life that, that have been a part of like significant chapters, but they had never really met. And, and knowing how much that was important to me without even realizing it on the front end, right? Like it just seemed like a cool thing to do in the pandemic, like for us to connect, it has just given me so much, uh, in, in my adulthood here that, that I could have never imagined. You said every episode you realize that something has impacted and, hey, I need to change this or I need to go towards this. Have you considered compiling all of that, making that into an ebook, and then boom, giving it to the community or selling it to the community or, or uh, making it into a workshop? I haven't. You know, I, I haven't thought about that personal piece of like giving whatever sort of like inspiration has come out of each one yeah that's that, that would be great I, I haven't thought about that that'd though. be great content to create great content to share and others can learn from it as well well steve thank you personally for the, for the inspiration there i feel like i got see here's the thing i'm getting out of it i got another project <laughs> i gotta start uh but see we appreciate you so much joining the men up podcast here today is there any way that we can get involved or stay involved in the work you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I tend to put a lot of my work on stevelucen.com. You can find my other projects there, including Hallucinated, including Support Creativity. Um, and if you really wanted, if you're really feeling the idea of, of free creative education and want to help uh, me in that mission, um, definitely check out Support Creativity. You can go to wesupportcreativity.org. We want to change the way education is sort of put out there. Again, we believe education should be free. Steve, thank you so much, not just coming to our community and enriching our community here today on the Men Up Podcast, but what you do uh, in many communities. Thank you so much. The Men Up Podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. The executive producer and editor on the Men Up podcast is me, Christian Shabu. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.